listening to Productivity with Holly, a practical and relatable podcast sharing actionable productivity tips for business and life. I'm your host, Holly Barrack. Thanks so much for listening. Dropping every Monday, episodes will be a combination of solo and guest chats. And now, in the interest of productivity, let's get to it. Hello, welcome, and thanks so much for tuning into Productivity with Holly. It's wonderful to have you here. It is a new week, it's a new episode, and I am welcoming a new guest for you today. But before I introduce you, I would love to ask you to help spread the news about Productivity with Holly. And here's a few ways that you can help. The first is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Leaving reviews helps me to reach more people. And when you do leave a review, I love to take the time to read that review and thank each person on the show. So if you're a business, that's a great little shout out for you too. The second way you can help to spread the news is to share the podcast with anyone you think may like it. You can share it on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, text message, however it is that you want to share it. And I would be so grateful if you do. And the other way to help spread the news about the show is listening to and downloading episodes. It actually helps more than you think. These two things really tell Apple how much you enjoy the show. So whether you're listening now or in the future from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. And as always, I love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. Now, today, I would like to introduce you to copywriter and life coach Gemma Lumachisi of Contently Driven. Gemma helps people, especially women, to write to sound like themselves, as well as her other passion, helping women to stop hiding, to become intentional and create a life and business they love. In this episode, we chat about the relationship between sounding like you in your copy and productivity. Let's get into it. Gemma, hi. Welcome to Productivity with Holly. It is an honour to have you here. The honour was online. No, you're very welcome. It was wonderful to hear how you found me, of course, and to just connect with you over email over the last little while and discuss things. So I'm just delighted to have you here. Now, Gemma, let's get straight into it because let's be productive. So can you just briefly tell us who you are, what you do, what you love? I sure can. Uh, yeah, I'm a copywriter and also a life coach. Um, interesting hand in hand there. And yeah, so I help women write to sound like them. Uh, and I also help them stop hiding, become intentional and create a business and life they love. Uh, so yeah, the two go hand in hand and I absolutely love it. It's yeah, float, floats my boat. Other things I love is leopard print. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? People expect that because I am a vintage lover that I love leopard print and I love it on other people, but I just cannot pull it off myself. <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved about you as well on your site. I'm like, oh, she's totally vintage, digging it, love it, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I also love learning, I'm obsessed with learning anything, everything, reading all of the things, uh, boxing and blue skies, probably my tops there. Yes. Who doesn't love a blue sky? I mean, I don't see any at the moment where I'm sitting, but I know that I can just step outside and I just look straight up and if the sky's blue, I know it's going to be a good day. 
Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah, that's what it does to me too. Yeah, I don't know. I think blue. Ha- I think blue is like supposed to be a calming, reassuring color as well yeah. in color psychology. So maybe that's something to do with it too. I don't know. Don't know. Copywriter and a life coach. That yeah, you're right. They do go together because you do want to sound like yourself. And mm. if you're not happy and in tune with yourself, then you're not going to sound like yourself, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's really all about how you connect with people, right, and and find your people. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, sort of hiding from yourself within, you may not know that you are, you know, but if, if you're not really being true to yourself, then it's not going to come through in your copy and that's how you connect with people through your business. So it's really incredibly um, intertwined. Yeah. And I can speak firsthand about this. I lost myself a little bit in my business and personally, and it's only in the last somewhere between six and 10 months that I realized just how much I'd lost myself. And all of a sudden there's just these things clicking into place. And I'm like, I need to redo my copy. And cause I'm also a storyteller, so I'm confident to do it myself. And I go through reading my copy now and I'm just like, I sound like this scared, timid little person. And that is not who I am. People think I'm an introvert because of my copy. And that's not a bad thing, but I'm just like, that's so far from the truth. I am definitely not conveying who I am through my copy. It's beautiful copy. I will say that myself, you know, toot toot, but it's the wrong message. It is absolutely the wrong message. I sort of made a discovery that I was doing the same thing and I'm a copywriter, you know, and it's, yeah, sort of discovered I was hiding behind my words, you know, there was that disconnect and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's really interesting when you, I guess, dig in and and figure that out and really truly become yourself and and not worry about others and things like that. It's like, no, this is who I am. I'm, I'm owning it. And it just filters through everything, your copy marketing your business and your life yeah it does and it just makes things easier as well and that's I think the big thing I think about so for me thinking of Instagram because obviously that is a primary marketing channel for me and I was so uncomfortable marketing myself on there and then all of a sudden all of these realizations happened and it's just like Instagram's easy now and I'm having fun again and I'm not sitting there for hours deliberating, <laughs> but you know, I wasn't deliberating what it was that I needed to say. I was, I'm now able to just say it. It's so freeing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's probably for me and sounds like for you, one of the most freeing things you can do, right? It is absolutely. And it's funny that we let, and I'm going to say we let society dictate who it is that we are or whether mm. we think we should be. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where I fell, is that I had this notion that I had to be a certain way in my business, that I couldn't be myself, that my values and beliefs needed to be, and I'm probably going to lose a few people here, but, you know, that I had to be all bright and happy and I couldn't share my my beliefs about political and human rights and things like that. And I realized they're a fundamental part of me and a fundamental part of the way in which I do business. And as soon as I realized that, that's when I was able to step comfortably into where I am now. 
That's incredible. And the thing is, being true to yourself in that way, you're going to get to work with your people as well that are aligned with you and lights up your life to work with them in business, right? Yeah. People, you know, who don't align with you and and I guess like not freeing yourself, it becomes difficult to work with people you don't want to work with and then it becomes a chore and then, you again, you're sort of fighting that disconnect inside again, right? Yeah. So we've just spoken briefly about how I've freed myself and I'm actually in the stages now of where I'm planning my copy for my new rebrand. So can you talk us a little bit about how one plans their copy? Sure, yeah. So I guess, first of all, it's all about planning. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just go in there and and write something and think that'll be easy because you've got to make it harder for yourself, you know. Pre-planning creates more time because then you're not wasting it, right? Yeah. Um, and for that specific bit of copy you're writing, so, you know, for you, if it's a website page or if it's an email, it, you know, it doesn't matter, but write down your goal for that particular bit of copy, you know, and that way you're, you're focused around that, that one message you're writing for that, you know, and you're already going to really plan and concentrate your mind in that way. Um, know your solution. So usually, depending on a piece of copy, this can even be for one single social media post, you know. Mm-hmm. Know your solution and that way, you know, for example, if your solution is, um, you know, helping someone get more time in their business, right, uh, that's your solution for that. So that's going to be what you're writing about. And then if your goal of that is to, you know, have a call of action of one person liking the post or, you know, whatever it may be. And further to that, you know, decide on one message. But don't try and, you know, get three, four messages within the one bit, one message. And then from that one message, write down three points to expand on that one message. Uh, And then use a copywriting formula you know, so much easier. So whether you just write down your goal, the solution, the message, stand on three points and then, yeah, get to writing. Yeah. I really love how you've spelled that out because I know for some people writing does not come naturally. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a big stumbling block. They see that, okay, well, I've got to have this presence and I need to have a website with copy and they might not necessarily have the funds to engage a copywriter. So they, and I'm going to say it, a lot of people will go out there and plagiarize. They will just straight up copy and paste or Mm. they, and look, everybody uses everything for inspiration. There is no denying that. But sometimes the lines can be a little bit blurred on what's inspiration and what's plagiarism. And I know myself that sometimes if I'm not feeling particularly inspired for whatever it is. You know, you do, you go to Pinterest, you look around, you find things, you find other, you know, some people might even go and look at competitors to see what their competitors are saying. And I understand that and I can see how it could maybe be beneficial, but at the end of the day, I don't think you're really doing yourself any favours because you're going to be filling your head with all of their thoughts, their ideas, their words, and then you're going to end up sounding like them instead of yourself. Am I right? Um, you sure are. So it's it's super interesting you say that actually. Uh, it's one of my other 
things I do is um, helping people create their brand voice. <laughs> and the thing is, if someone were, the, the whole point of a brand voice and having that is to be unique. So to then take that copy to the next level and, and for it to be unique. So if someone were to plagiarize an entire, say, website page of yours and then put their logo on top and their whatever at the bottom, it wouldn't work because you've got that speckle and bits and pieces of your brand voice in there and people would know. So that's sort of that that whole thing of really creating that brand voice and, and absolutely writing your copy so it sounds like you. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember, oh gosh, how long ago was it now? It was nine years ago I wrote a blog about um, weight loss journey and my weight has ebbed and flowed lots over the years and I remember that I would share my posts on Facebook and people would say, I love reading your blog because it just feels like I'm talking to you. And I, for me, that is how I still want my copy even today as a business owner to come across. I want people to just feel like they're sitting down, having a couple with me and imagining that this, they're hearing my voice as they're reading. And just a side note, just about copy as well. Uh, my husband and I, all political views aside, obviously being here in Victoria, we've experienced some pretty harrowing times in the last 12 months with lockdown. But I will commend Daniel Andrews for standing up and, you know, fronting the media every day. And just yesterday I was reading a post of his on social media and I turned around and I said to my husband and I said, is it weird that whenever I see something that has been put out from his team, because let's face it, he probably doesn't write everything himself. He's got staff that do that. Mm. I said, I read it in, I, in my head. I am listening to him say it. He is actually saying it. I'm reading it in his voice because ultimately it is a part of his brand and, you know, and people can identify with that. They know his voice and, his inflections with words and it just something that <laughs> I thought was a bit relevant in that, you know, people yeah, identify. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a prime example of it. And that's, yeah, it's so true. It's brilliant. Love it. Great. Okay. So they've planned their copy, but they've still got a block. How do they overcome this block? The old writer's block. Hey? <laughs> it's like creator's block, really. <laughs> it's yeah. the same. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, my, my number one is just write. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Don't think about grammar. Don't think about sentence structure. Don't think about the typos. Just keep going. Keep writing whatever's flowing in, in your head. Keep going. Because the minute you stop and look back and think, oh, hang on, there's a grammar mistake there and, oh, there's typos there, you, you're going to sort of get stuck. Yes, yes. And then you'll lose your point. You'll lose your train of thought. For sure. So my, my number one is to avoid writer's block is just write. Um, and, you know, if that's not even coming to you, then if, if you're setting yourself uh, time to do it, for example, if you're scheduling that time in your calendar, if you've got nothing within, for example, an hour, just sit there, mm -hmm. right, and, and just yep. sit there and really honour that time in your calendar. And if nothing comes to you, that's okay. You know, but don't maybe try and do other things and distract your mind. Just get in front of the computer. It might, might sound ridiculous, but, you know, it, it really does help. So, yeah, set yourself a time limit. 
So I'd be like, okay, I have to write, you know, six social posts, whatever. I'm giving myself one hour. Yep. You know, sit down, write, don't look back. And don't play the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know it's it's the killer of dreams, right? Yeah, it is. It really is, says the I wouldn't say retired perfectionist because there are still some things that I do try to do perfectly, but I'm well aware now that I can't do everything perfectly because Mm -hmm. I'll just end up in a shriveled heap. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then that's, it's not productive, is it? No way. Not at all. You're no good to anybody. You know, and I guess it's the whole feel of fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Was. I've discovered from working with so many clients, a lot of their writer's block comes from exactly what we were just talking about, fear of being themselves, fear of saying something someone won't like, right? So really just feel the fear and write what comes to you because, again, you're writing to sound like you, you're writing to be you, to connect. Absolutely. And I'm just sitting here now thinking about a bit of a digression back to my uni days and Mm. when I was writing essays and I would look at the deadline, look at my word limit. So again, like it's forming a plan and I'm like, right, okay, well, I know that I can churn out 5,000 words in a day, but you've done all of this reading of literature and you've been to the lectures or you've, you know, you've caught them on the replay or whatever. And so you have, you've done all of this forward planning without realizing it. And then, you know, you know that, okay, well, yeah, cool. So my deadline's five o'clock tomorrow. I can start this at midday the day before and I'll get it done. It really is about knowing what you're going to be writing about and just being able to like sit down and do it. Again, I remember this one essay that I had to write for uni. It wasn't even an essay. It was a report on another group of students' project. And the report was terrible. I'm just going to say it. The report was horrible. They they were project managers writing an environmental report. So people who love construction and knocking things down and don't care for the environment, trying to do something environmentally conscious, and the poor things, like, they had no idea. They were supposed to have had a really good idea and a good understanding, but they didn't. And it was my job to tear strips off it. And I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And then I spoke to my lecturer and she said, no, 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 no. That is what the whole assignment is. If they need to be pulled up, you pull them up. And as soon as I had that end goal that I really did understand it, the words just flowed. They really did. And like you said before about just writing, don't worry about sentence structure and grammar and all of that stuff. I got, I'm going to say it right now. I got hundred percent for this assignment, but there were missing sentences or half finished sentences. There were typos. There were, you know, like there was so much stuff that was wrong with this that I would have been like, no way, this is not worth 100%. But she's like, no, I don't care about that. The content is what is important. And that's what you're saying here. The content is important. Yeah, that is sure. all that matters. Absolutely. It, it, it's all that matters. And while that was, you know, for a uni assignment, when you're putting something out on, you know, the internet, you don't yeah. want and things like that. 
but worry about that later. And, you know, I did actually proof it, but I just obviously missed these bits. But, you know, like. It's natural. You're a human. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's the other thing as well is that we do forget that we're human mm-hmm. and that, yes, there is room for error. So, like, you know, in a caption, it's probably not so bad if there's typos, but, like, on your website copy. Yeah. It's a different story. Even a blog post, you can probably forgive that because it is a blog post. It's not, I don't want to say professional, but because they are professional pieces of writing, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not what people are going to be judging you on unless, of course, you are a copywriter or you offer, um, you know, those, those kinds of services in proofreading, so to speak. So, you know, from that perspective, yes, definitely make sure. But, yeah, just don't let yourself be scared, I think. For sure, absolutely. And it's, it's funny you say that, you know, not, not worrying about typos unless you're a copywriter. Um, <laughs> you know, I even have to move on from because I'm sure if you sound like you write a lot yourself. Sometimes no matter what you do, you will not see a typo. Oh. And I, I don't outsource my proofreading all the time, yeah. right? And you just happens. And, and one time I sent out one of my newsletter emails uh, and my friend wrote back she's like oh, there's two typos in there and of course what did I do collapse in a heap think you know my world's over my life's gonna end I'm clearly gonna die now you know yep. um and now and then I you know pulled myself out of that hole <laughs> I thought you know what I am human so I yep. actually in my next newsletter I made a fun comment about it yeah you know, so that exact thing like at the end of the day don't try and be perfectionist don't do this we're all human and you know, laughing about my last email. So the, the first one I think I wrote um, 2010, you know, and it's like, ha-ha, isn't that fun? Not the end of the world. Exactly, yeah. And I used to be really hard on myself because when I first started as a VA a couple of years ago, I would actually offer copywriting services because English and storytelling is one of my strongest suits. So obviously I've got no formal marketing or copywriting experience but I knew that I could do the job and I did and people were happy with what I did but I also knew that I had other strengths to play to and there were better copywriters out there so I thought you know what for all the mistakes I've made I've also had these really great accomplishments but now it's time to step away and give somebody else the turn that they deserve in the storytelling. So we've talked about feeling the fear and doing everything anyway and being yourself. But now I want to ask you my most favorite question. What is your number one productivity tip? Yes. I love this. This is why I love this podcast. I'm all about the productivity and the time management. I love it too. So awesome. My number one tip is constraint. For example, however you plan your your day, your work week, whatever it is, if if it's plans, if it's in a scheduler, if it's in a calendar, whatever it is, honour yourself. What you've got in at that time, constrain yourself and do it. Mm -hmm. If you're giving yourself two hours to do it, constrain yourself, put all your focus into that two hours. And what you've told yourself you're going to do, really honour that. So yes. Number one is Eastern strength. Absolutely. And I love that too. And that plays a big part in time blocking as well is, so I've got a, a notepad where I list down 
all the things that I am going to do in a day. And sometimes it doesn't happen because unfortunately, you know, let's say it's client work, it might take a little bit longer. And so it'll spill over. It's still about honoring what needs to be done and doing it within a tight and closer timeframe as possible. I absolutely love that. Now, before we wrap up, Gemma, can you tell everybody where we can find you? Contently Driven. So that's where you can find me, contentlydriven.com. I'll be at Contently Driven, Instagram and Facebook. And my name, Gemma Lumichisi. I'm sure that will be on your website or on the show notes. Um, on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I'm hanging out in all of the places. Wonderful. And let's just say there are so many places to hang out these days, but Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn absolutely perfect places because they are where people can see your writing. Gemma, thank you so much for your time today. I've absolutely loved talking with you and I cannot wait to share all things contently driven with my audience. So thanks again, Gemma. Take care. Bye. Chatting with Gemma was just wonderful and reminded me of times in my life where it was important to just write. Now, here are my key takeaways from chatting with Gemma. If you're not being true to yourself, it's not going to come through in your copy. And that's how you connect with people through your business. Planning your copy creates more time. When you're planning specific copy, write down your goal for that copy and you'll be focused around that one message you're writing for that. Know your solution. Write down three points to expand on and use a copywriting formula. A brand voice is meant to be unique. Don't plagiarize because it's not going to do you any favors. If you want to beat writer's block, just write. Keep going. Ignore grammar issues and typos because they will just distract you and you'll lose your flow. Worry about all of that later. Honor your time. If you've got an hour down in your diary for writing, but you're struggling to get the words out, just stay there. Don't be tempted by anything else as difficult as it may be. When your allotted time is up, that's when it's time to move on. And Gemma's number one productivity tip is constraint. As mentioned previously about honoring your time, just monitor your time, give yourself constraint and everything will fall into place. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. To find out more about Gemma, head to contentlydriven.com. On Facebook and Instagram, you can search for Contently Driven or one word. And if you're on LinkedIn, search for Gemma Lumichisi. That's L-U-M-I-C-I-S-I. And of course, I will include all links in the show description and full show notes will be coming when I can get to them. One thing about being a one woman operation is transcribing guest episodes when I can. If you would like productivity and podcast goodness delivered to your inbox, head on over to www.maydayva.com.au and if you're on a computer, pop your details in the pop-up when it appears, but if you're on a mobile, just scroll down a little bit and find it on the page and enter your details. Want to know more about what I get up to in between episodes? If you want some helpful productivity tips and to learn more a little bit about me, you can come and catch me over on Instagram. Just search for Holly Barrack. That's H-O-L-L-I-E-B-A-R-A-C. And of course, that will be in the links for you in the show notes as well. 
there are a few ways that you can work with me. If you would like to book in for one-on-one mentoring, head to the work with me section of my website for more information. Of course, there is my wonderful online business community, the Organized Biz Village, which is a place for productivity, accountability, community, and friendship. And you can join at any time you like. So it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There is no stopping when you join. Equity and accessibility are really important to me and I'm not perfect at it, but the important thing is that I'm taking the steps towards being better. And one of those things is having the Organised Biz Village available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's, as I said, it's open for you to join year round. And if it sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, head to organisedbizvillage.com.au. That is it for this week. Take care, stay safe, and I look forward to your company next time. Bye for now. 